Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. I am happy to have my friend Brittany here with me and we are talking about giving ourselves permission. And why are we waiting for permission to do the things that we want to do? Britt is an entrepreneur that knows the ups and downs of trying to be a mom, find an income and provide for her family all while being an introvert. I don't believe you are not an introvert. Uh, As an outgoing introvert, if you will, yes, that (laughs) that is true. Uh, Feeling all the feels um, from mom guilt. um, Am I worth embarking on this to love Um, that no one, I'm sorry, I cannot see this. Embarking on this to love that no one knew what she was doing just in case she felt her mission is to teach women, not only how to make money without feeling like they have to fit a certain mold, but also create financial freedom and personal freedom in the power of themselves, living in their own permissions to be more than they thought they ever could be or others expected them to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love you. And, uh, I have to just explain how, how we met because we met at Susie school in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was drawn to your energy. It, there's, you know, that's how it works, right? When we're in a yeah. room full of women, um, I think everyone was drawn to Brit though, <laughs> because <laughs> you, you say you're an introvert, but you are just full of that passion and energy that people are drawn to. And some of the stories, you know, as we got to know who you were through that retreat, I was like, what in the actual, okay. So you are this like secret, successful businesswoman mom, and I love it. And you're just, you're just fun. So that's why you're here. The introvert comes in, like I'm super outgoing. So like extroverted and introverted is actually like introverted is you recoup alone and like you rebuild and extroverted is like you get all your energy from other people and so I get all my energy alone and then like after a room full of people I gotta go back and like for a view I think a lot more people are introverted than they like think realize like, yeah it's like I'm a I'm an ambivert I'm in between so yeah. last night at a party I was definitely the extrovert but like the last party, I was an introvert and it just depends on where I'm at. Yeah. So it could be this, like on social media, I'm probably way more introverted. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then in person, I'm like extroverted because it's like fun to be around people. But it was so funny. Like I was telling Molly, like at this retreat, you know, like via her Instagram, I was like, you look so boring. I was like, who is this? Why is she even coming? <laughs> 
And she's so fun. I know. Oh and I'm like, gosh. you're the funniest person. Like, you need to show that on your Instagram because your Instagram is very boring. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so but that's how we were with you. We were like, wait, why aren't you sharing who you are on Instagram? So, so we all, I mean, this was a retreat for women who share business on Instagram. So we're, we're thinking everyone needs to be doing it. <laughs> everyone should be doing it like me. Why are you doing it like me, Britt? <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't have an Instagram or anything. I'm just trying to like pivot in my business. I didn't even think I was like, Oh, we'll try it. I'll try and get in and see. So that's what oh, I'm so glad you did. So, so tell us, um, we're talking about permission and why we think we don't, maybe we need it. I definitely have felt that way in my life in different periods of my life of whether it's looked like I needed other people's opinions Mm-hmm. And that was kind of giving me the permission, for instance, my hair, I cut my hair um, in the past, even cutting bangs, or should I color my hair this color? It was like, I would go around and pull all my people. <laughs> and what do you think? What do you think? Yeah. I needed that permission to make change, but it was for me. So I, I mean, it's bonkers, but I've done it most of my life. Really simple things and big things. Yeah. So I think like it, like we talked about, like you start from such a young age, like you ask for permission of everything. It's like our, our blueprint, it's ingrained in us. It's the definition of good and bad. It's good to ask for permission. It's bad to not ask for permission. And I think sometimes we get confused with that because I think it is, it's respectful when you obviously live at home to say like, can I go here? But I think it's almost like if you look at it, growing up and it's like I've become a parent it's like kind of an opportunity to counsel rather than ask for permission like I want my kids to feel like you're asking me but we're asking so I can tell you like this is why I don't want you to go to a party where everyone's drinking here's what's happened here's you know things like that so it's not like the traditional because I said so (laughs) you're not going and it's like Um, Brene Brown talks a lot about that in her books, like when they didn't allow her daughter to go to a music festival when she was 16. And she was like, here's why, like, we love and enjoy live music. But this is also like, there's a lot of things that happen that you need to have a, a brain development a lot older like you just 16 year olds just shouldn't be there for multiple of reasons you know and she's like we allowed her to be mad but we also express you know she's like we always open it up to a council and I try to be like that like you know but they're like still seven and eight but I try to remember that as they get older of like Mm -hmm. here's why so I think permission kind of gets a bad rap but it's kind of like a permission for you both to discuss things. And I think that's also in your marriage, like we talked about when people get divorced, it's like all of a sudden they lose weight and all of a sudden they cut their hair and all of a sudden they look so fresh and you're like, wow, this looks good on you. And I, I don't know necessarily, like they're dropping a lot of maybe negative baggage that they left a horrible marriage or things like that. But I think the root of it is they're finally giving themselves permission like, they're not like, what do you think? Should I do this? They're like going on retreat. I'm doing it. Businesses, and you're like, wow, where have you been? And it's like, it's always been inside of you, but now you don't feel, or you don't have like the, I should ask for permission. Yes. So um, I, that just makes me think of this wall behind me. It is 
not that big a deal, but my, we bought this house and we lived in it, I think two years before we got divorced and we didn't decorate a lot. And, you know, I'm not a decorator, but I was an interior designer. So the, the bones of the home. And when I wanted to make this home more me and less of us, that was the first thing I wanted to do. And it was such a big deal for me to give that permission of choosing the color. I asked no one. I told no one. I just said, I really like this color, cracked pepper. I'm going to paint this wall. It's basically black, which is kind of intense. And it was very different from what I had done in the past. And then I built the wall, you know, did the do-it-yourself treatment. Yes, I love it. And I did it in my bedroom. That was the first big thing I did. And it was right after I was served the divorce papers. We'd already been separated four months, but it was like, this is like big deal. I'm not asking anyone what color and what style and how high, and I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. It was also like, I could have done this when I was married, <laughs> uh, but I, I needed that permission just one from myself that I could do it and that I was capable. And then, yeah. I'm sure he would have even loved it if we were married and I'd done it. So it's just silly sometimes. It's like that barrier of holding you back. Like, like I was telling you, like, I've had one person out of 50 people who've signed up for my course that said, let me ask my husband who has signed up everyone else. You never hear from again. And it's like, it's not that like, I get like, you talk about things and there's some things you're like, you're right. Like I shouldn't like. I've never felt like I've had to ask for permission with my husband. Like we've always talked about it. Like, what do you think? Because I'm Mm -hmm. also like, just my personality. I'm 10 toes in, like, sounds like a good (laughs) good idea. I'm jumping in. And he's kind of like, well, maybe we should look at the surroundings and like, you know. (laughs) Yes, that's me. I'm like, not a lot of risk over here, but okay. Yeah, He's like, well, maybe we should make sure that like, you could actually jump in and not get hurt and you know, things like that. And And sometimes I do get defensive, like you don't support. And he's like, no, I'm just telling you, like, let's look at all the components to this, you know, but I've never been like, no, you, it's never felt like, no, you can't do that because you're not worthy or you're not worth the money or you're not worth me investing in you doing more in your life or things like that. So I come from like a really respected marriage in that way. Which I love that you're saying the difference because- there is a giant difference in he's saying, let's just slow it down. Yeah. Let's let's take a look around rather than you're not worth doing yeah. any of this. Yeah. You can't, you're not capable. And for That's a long different. time, I, I, I took those as the same. <laughs> I was like, you don't think I'm worth this, you, you know, but it's hard when someone's like my, with my personality to be like, hold, just hold on a second, you know, and I'm like, here's my credit card. We'll take two. And he's like, hold on. He's like, I love it. He could be getting scammed. Let's like, just take a look at things for just like three minutes, you know, which is like been a really good balance for me of like, okay, like if it still feels good in 24 hours, I'll do, you know, things like that, which I think is a good component. So you guys have found some compromise in that. Yeah. And it's also, but it's allowed me, it's been a really good part of me to be able to be in a relationship where it feels like 
you, I can trust. Cause I've made a lot of shitty mistakes too, you know, and it's been like, that's okay. That's okay. That's part of life. We'll share the cat mug maybe later, I don't, you know, but like, I'll, I'll grab it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even that, it was just like, you're just, you're learning. It was never like, that was so dumb. You shouldn't have done that. It was just like, we just keep rolling forward, you know, yeah. things like that. And I think there's two parts to that. There's women trusting themselves and also knowing the difference of like, you're not being supported, which I don't want people to be like, I'm not being supported. I'm out of this marriage, but like. Right. But how did you just ask more questions around how he was feeling in order for you to understand that he wasn't sending that message that you were interpreting as such? Uh, How did you guys figure that out? He's the better communicator. Okay. Which I've done a lot of work like within the last year of like, okay, you're not, you know, he's like, I'm not trying to be like that. I'm trying to just understand. So he's, he's the question asked. And I've been more within like the last year, like, okay, I see where you're coming from. Just Mm. Like when I was going to see the school, I'm like, I'm going to see the school. It's this and this and I'm going. And he's like, okay. <laughs> it costs this much and I'm going here and I'm going to be gone during Jackson's birthday. So you're going to all have everything. He's just like deer in the headlights. Can and it was kind of last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I got, except they had someone, um, I applied late, very late. Mm-hmm. They like just coincidentally they had someone drop like the day before I applied and she was like oh "Oh my gosh you're you're the meant to be yeah so it was very late and I was like I'm going in three weeks (laughs) you know and so I think it just yeah it takes a lot of questioning but on my part and people probably who are like me it's like you could also ask questions what are what is what about this is like making you fearful Okay. What is about this? Okay. Well, it here in we did this exact same thing with Susie's school. It was like, okay, you didn't even share a bathroom or a bedroom till you got married. You didn't have roommates in college because of this. And uh, you know, and then I go and share a bunk room. <laughs> but then he's yeah. like, How is this gonna work for you? Are you gonna be okay? And it was like, oh, you were just asking questions to make sure I was gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Like, but I took it like you're not supporting me Defensive. Not my dreams. And so I think maybe sometimes it can be both ways. Like sometimes okay. they're trying to just be like, I'm just trying to make, cause they're like the protectors and we're more intuitive. So we're just kind of flying by things. Okay. I just, I'm loving this cause I'm feeling it very familiar in my current relationship. He's the risk taker and he is so much of your energy of just like, yeah. yes. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I trust your knowing, but also, you know, just answer me these questions so that I can understand that I know you're safe, yeah, right? And in your business risks and all these things. And he always is, but he takes it. He's never defensive. Yeah. Um, And he's just like, oh yeah, I already thought of that. And I already have it written down. Great. Okay. So it's just, it's funny because it is, it's, it's the understanding, um, can give us the permission that we were maybe missing was already there. And my husband takes huge risks with like farming and think like million dollar low, right? Like $2 million. And I'm like, and we kind of just set the standard. I'm like, we are, we won't take a pay cut. You, it can't take time away from our family. 
And it has to be something like you're really wanting to do. You're not just doing it because you feel like you have to, or it's like something that's driving deep inside you. So we kind of have those parameters. Yeah. So it's like, and then when we go to each other with huge things, it can be like here, you already kind of have a baseline of like, I'm not asking for, I'm, I'm asking for permission for us to talk about it rather than like, I'm asking for permission to you know like yeah and I do this it's like I want to do this this is how much money it's going to make this is how much it'll cost this is um it's going to be a little more intense during these times but I figured it out how it could work here you know things like that and it's like oh, okay perfect great we can do this okay so will you tell my audience what you do you mentioned you have this course mm-hmm. and I mentioned that you're this secret entrepreneur of success what do you do so, so explain I- that story Yes. So I started, I actually, it was like, when I first started, we live in like rural Nevada. So I um, could teach school, but my kids would have to go to daycare. So kind of like through all these different things, um, I started an Amazon FBA business, but, um, and so I take brands. uh, So I sell brands who just don't want to do their own because for a brand to set up their own Amazon would take probably a team of five people or a lot of energy in-house. And so what they can do is they can sell it wholesale to me and then I handle their Amazon. Um, So we just do uh, different brands or like the Portigo showroom in Dallas, like we do their Amazon sales. So it slowly built up. It actually, my husband was like literally going through a house, finding anything we could sell on Amazon when I first started. It's like, <laughs> like our first thing was three, our first order was $300. And I cried when it left for Amazon. I was like, if we lose this money, like that's how much, like we were doing the backstroke oh. debt. Like, I was like, if this doesn't sell, we're doomed. Like, this is it. So, um, we got a contact with Caldreas cleaning spray. Like I could only ever find it at Smith and Edwards in Utah when I would go home. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we'll give you a sales rep. And so then she ended up repping like 20 brands. And so it's a little harder now because so many people jump on and quit. Like oh. there's a lot of this, like go to TJ Maxx and scan mm-hmm. try and sell it. And here's like just the hard truth is Nike doesn't want you selling their stuff on Amazon. Like I'm sure you think that, but. You know, so they're in like huge IP wars um, with Amazon too, because they don't know if it's like a knockoff or it's real, oh. things like that. So what we do is we take brands and keep them from all that junk of like being at TJ Maxx and getting resold. So okay, my course teaches uh, you how to do that, like how to like properly, and it's a little more work up front, but um, your sales reps, it's a small world. And so them talking to brands and being like, they do follow map and they do care about your brick and mortars. I mean, because for you to pay for a price on Amazon prime, like, you know, you're paying a little bit more, but you're also getting it in two days and you don't have to run to the store. And so most people, and most people don't even look at the price, honestly, like they're not shopping around. It's just like hop on Amazon. So I help you find items that like people are just buying and brands and things like that. So I'm teaching you how to basically me which I love so and I remember when you're telling us these stories I'm thinking a lot of the people who follow me need Brit they need your course because I can't tell you how many of the women 
whether they, you know, I work with the hard feelings of after betrayal and after divorce or moving through it. And these, a lot of these women don't feel worthy or value in anything they're offering the world because it's kind of been, not kind of, it's been stripped from them, right? And been shown and after all these instances, like you are not enough and um, you lose a lot of Mm self-confidence and that belief that you are capable. Uh, So I definitely didn't give myself permission in most things because I just didn't feel worthy and capable. Yeah. Um, So to have something like this, especially if you don't have something to fall back on. Um, I know a lot of people stay in relationships because of that security, financial security, and knowing I don't have anything to take care of me if we divorce, but I'm so unhappy to have something to like your husband is, he's the, has a great job. He's a vet, right? And farmer. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you needed to work. It's that you're setting yourself up and saying, I can work. Right. And, um, he would like irrigate all night and then he'd have to wake up at like four and drive Mm. to go check cows. And I had such bad postpartum depression. I would literally have panic attacks when he would leave because I was like, we're mine was like the same thing, but different on divorce. Like my brain was like, if he gets in a wreck and dies, we're screwed. I have no way of like paying for all this. I have no way. Like I would have to go back to work and teaching my kids would have to go to daycare. Like all that would just like be so much for me that I would have like panic attacks. And then it was such a strain on our marriage because he's like, gotta go to work and I'm like yeah What's going on? you know and like and he's like I'm working 60 hours a week like I'm trying to make all the money I can and you're still a mess you know and so it's like it kind of comes down to you know Mel Robbins like no one's coming to save you no one's mm-hmm. coming to save you and it was like kind of I think a lot of people um and you see this a lot in cultures where it's like well my husband should make more and it's like but you're a team you know what I mean like you can also make money. You can also, that kind of bothers me. And they're like, well, I'm like, yeah, you know, like find ways that you could, you can contribute and be helpful. And I'm not saying that's for everyone. Cause, but my goal was to be a mom too. And I, my goal isn't to drive Lamborghinis or anything like that, but to have the financial freedom of like, if something happens, I'm okay. Like no one has to set up a GoFundMe if my husband dies, mm-hmm. like I'm okay donated to St. Jude's or something. You know what I mean? Like, That's funny. Cause I feel the same way that, I mean, we got life insurance when I was 19 because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be the GoFundMe. Like I want to have everything in place. <laughs> it's also a little bit over-functioning on my end, but it's fine. No, yeah, it's fine, but it's like having financial freedom just alleviates so much of that stress. Yes. It's, you know, I think people like in my, um, like deepest depression. Like I was getting up every day. I looked like this, you know, it wasn't like I was laying in bed all day and couldn't get out of bed, but I was just like literally over-functioning, trying to just Mm -hmm. like cope with the anxiety of like, if something happens or this or that, and it's like, it's not necessarily even the steps to making more money. It's the, like giving yourself permission and working hard towards something and having faith that that will Yeah. I think what you described to me at the retreat and what you're describing now to me 
is permission for freedom. Like freedom to, if you want to be home and not run an Amazon business, you have the freedom and permission to do that. And if you want to do the opposite, do it. Like if you want to start a podcast, you have permission. You can do it. Anyone can. It's actually free and easy. (laughs) So yeah, I think when I, and this kind of like, I remember when I first started the business, someone was like, man, I wish something like that would fall in my lap. And it's like, nothing's ever. And I think it's, it's the same thing as like, you're always waiting for someone to come along and say like, here's permission. Could you, you can do this. And it's like, just give yourself the permission to do it. Yeah. People will talk about you regardless, you know, like things, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, Oh, she's trying to hustle this or trying to do that. And it's like, I don't know. But that was like the thing that drew me to my Amazon business was no one had to know. Like I liked that because <laughs> in my over-functioning fear of failure is like the biggest thing. I'm the oldest child. I know how to over-function and become a chameleon in any situation, right? Like I could, like I can absorb and join in any conversation, but it was like, I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing in case I failed. Mm-hmm. No one could ask like how it was going. And for some reason, like the reverse psychology of that in your brain is like, once you give yourself that permission, it's like, I don't want to let myself down. Yeah. And so hey, it's funny. Harder. When I started, so my business used to be called Mama Bear Fitness. And I started out just doing fitness and nutrition coaching, but I told no one for four months and was just so embarrassed. Like, I don't want to do this because I've never even been into fitness and nutrition. I've been active, but it was so, there was so much fear in it and the judgment of others. And, um, in those four months though, that's when I did, I found this huge push within me and became a top 100 coach out of like 30,000 coaches. And then the next, the next six months, I was like, eh, so uh, I brought it down a notch, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a little too uh, intense for me. That's that, that pace. Um, so I gave myself the opposite, the permission to slow down, which was so new to me and to say, I don't have to be the best and I don't have to be the biggest and I can do it my own way. And it has been years in the making to give myself the permission to do it my own way that makes some of the people around me uncomfortable because um, I'm not doing it the way it's taught and it, yet it works for me. <laughs> so I still actually do the fitness and nutrition coaching. It's just a small portion of these other things that I love and I'm passionate about. Um, so I think my per- permission has been a long drawn out process and came even more so as I uncoupled and that was my path. Not everyone needs that path to find their permission. Um, hopefully they don't need that path to find it, but in fact, okay. So tell the story of your car, because for some reason in my brain, I never bought a car on my own because I was like, when I wasn't married, my parents should help me because they're older and wiser. And then when I got married, my partner should help me because they're my partner. And I don't know what I'm doing. I could have learned. I could have looked. I could have. I don't know. But I never bought my own car until I got divorced. And it was such a big deal for me. But you did that. And you're married. So can you share that story? 
I'm I'm not saying that everyone who's married, like not everyone's married to my husband. <laughs> everyone should like run out and buy a car. Um, so we were driving to Utah from here to see my parents and my, I can't remember what it was, but my car would like lose power while I was on the free. I was freaking out. So I called the Volkswagen dealership in Logan and was like, can I bring it in? And they're so great. <clears throat> He's like, yep, bring it in. We'll fix it. But they gave me, uh, the car they gave me was like the bigger version of my car and nicer and so cute. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, of course you guys did this. Of course you guys did this. I was like, Mitch, I know you gave me this rental car or the little drive car, which was so nice of them to give it to me while I was in town. And so I was like, I might buy this car. And I was like, no, I'm not going to buy this car. I was like, um, and the guy there actually like grew up and knew he worked on my grandfather's ranch, which was like, so odd, oh, wow. like small world, whatever. And I was like, Hey, this is what I want for my car. If you'll give me that for my car, which was completely overpriced, um, I'll get the new car. Cause I didn't really need it. And I think sometimes when we get in those positions, it's like a position of power, which I didn't really realize, but in life, when you're kind of like, take it or leave it. And mm -hmm. we kind of get there. So I was like, really, like, honestly, my husband's chucker hunting. So you had no servers, had no cell service. And I call, I did try calling him a few times. He didn't answer. So, like, so come down to, I was like, I'm just going to buy it. It's not a big deal. We can afford it. I want this for my car, my new payment. And I was like, but then it even got more wild. Cause I was like, the interest rate, the interest rate was one nine. If you only did like a, 36 month loan and I was like like that's free money to me like I understand finance enough to know that that's free money so I was like I mean what's the interest uh rate of inflation was what nine percent last year so like I I made money on my car anyway so this was like two years ago so I buy the car I get the car and he finally gets service that night and calls we were on the phone for an hour before I'm just like <laughs> by the way <laughs> I was like and he was leaving that night to go to Illinois with his mom so like we were he was not gonna see this new car till he got home like he was gonna get home late from the airport and be like she got a new car so I was like I bought a new car like literally just like that like like in the middle <laughs> like an hour into the conversation I'm like I bought a new car he's like you did <laughs> like, okay it's like what'd you get? And I'm like, I just got, it's the Volkswagen Atlas. It wasn't like I bought some, you know, it's not that new Bentley. So <laughs> he's like, awesome. Do you love it? And I was like, I love it. Like, I think you're going to love it. And he does like, he got home. He's like, this is probably the best impulsive buy you've ever done. But, um, I knew I could swing like, and that's I guess kind of two part, like I knew I could swing it because of my business. Mm -hmm. So it felt liberating to be like, I bought a new car. This, this car was too small. I upgraded and I can afford it. And so it's kind of like a two part, like the financial risks and steps I took giving my permission there allowed mm -hmm. me to give my permission here. Like, even if he was upset, it's like, I can still swing this by myself. Like, I don't yeah. need, you know, like, I don't need any money from you. This isn't costing you any extra money. It's everything will be okay. But so it's like, I think building a financial freedom first mm -hmm. allows you to make 
it allows you to do things you want, not things you have to. And that also includes relationships. Mm, Yes. Because it's like, I'm here in this marriage because I want to be, not because I have to be. Yeah. I make enough money that I could leave and be okay by myself. But like, I choose to stay. And so it's like, I think a lot of husbands get a little weary of that too. Like if they make a bunch of money, they'll leave because they don't need me anymore. And it Mm. takes a lot of, a lot of self-confidence in a man to be like, I give her more than money. I like that. You know, like, because we stay for more than just money. Well, and yeah, and just dynamics aren't the same as they once were. And no, I've always worked since I graduated from, I mean, well, but during college and after I took two years to not work, but I've worked and it's been by choice and also been a breadwinner a lot of that time. And now as the sole provider for my kids and, you know, my single household, um, there is freedom in that. And, uh, I've been told, oh, you're so lucky your divorce went well and you got to keep your house and your car and things like that think I hate that word lucky I hate it so much because do you not see me working all these years to build what I've built and to save and I'm pretty frugal and you know we live in a cookie cutter and I did buy it from him but I pay you know I paid a lot not everyone can say that like that's still so huge so there was this saying in our gym at high school like but it always stuck with me it said success looks easy to those who aren't around while it's earned and I like Mm. it's always stuck with me and it's the people who the people who have been with you your whole journey are like I'm so proud of you like you've spent years building this and it's the people who know you know the cheap seats who are like you're so lucky you're like you're right I'm so lucky like no one's lucky I agree and the next person who tells me I'm lucky for who I'm dating, I'm going to just flip them off. Cause I'm like, I'm not lucky. He's lucky. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I have to show you. <laughs> no, no one is lucky. We're all working for it. Um, okay. So I'm getting my, the next, I want, you talked about a successful impulse. I would like to talk about this. <laughs> I'd like to talk about a mistake you said, or I don't know. Is it a fail? This is our possum mug. Yes. And Britt sent these to us after the (laughs) retreat. After she told us the story, there are these cute little um, mugs of a cat. Yes. They're possum. So tell us. I teach you how to avoid that in my course. But um, (laughs) so Amazon.com sells a lot of things direct. And then um, a lot of businesses who sell direct to them you can reach out and you've got, it's called like their dead stock. Like they've discontinued it. And a lot of that stuff is what gets sold to TJ Maxx and things like that is where you okay. So my sales rep, she does a lot with Tuesday morning and TJ Maxx. And she's like, Hey, these are, and they, per all of my programs, whatever, per Amazon, they were selling 1100 a month. I was like, Oh, Oh gosh. Like <laughs> this is a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> all by all of them. <laughs> but what you don't realize is Amazon does all their own advertising. They push all their own products, things like that. And so um, in learning that, 
I bought all the mugs and I sold like 160 in one day. And I was like, I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm going to make like $15,000 in four days. I'm so great. And slowly, all of a sudden I'm like, where'd my listing go? And they had taken it. So they had, they had all the stock on like the pink one and the leopard one and all that. Well, I'd bought all the stock in the gray one. So they're like, see you later. They put me on my own listing. They're like, we don't own any of those mugs. So like, why would we keep them with us? Well, they were originally in that listing and they like blacklisted me over in this like island of a listing, which was fine. But then it like, they sell like one a month now. I mean, and they're cute, but. They are cute. So um, I think it's things like that, like in my course like I bought the wrong book or I did that and I'm like just keep moving forward because had I been like I think these were eleven thousand dollars let me let me add that up really quick I'm pretty sure yeah like my they they were eighty two fifty my total order was eleven thousand dollars from that bill anyways but it's like you got to just keep moving like find a new product, find something else, find that. And I think it, that's life, right? Uh-huh. Like if you, if you would have relished in like, I got divorced, you wouldn't have the relationship you have. You wouldn't have the business you have now. You wouldn't uh-huh. have, like you'd still be there. But in, in those things, whether it's the success of, I could buy a car on my own and have that financial freedom to do so, or I bought these mugs, they didn't work out. I, you know, there's still the freedom and permission that you're talking about to say, I don't have to stay here. I don't have to stay in. I've hit my peak. I bought a car. I'm on my own. I did it. It was awesome. I won life. I'm done. Or I didn't, the mugs did not work (laughs) out. I'm kidding. I blew $11,000 on cat mugs. Like literally that's how it went. It was like, I'm so great. I'm making all these deals and I can buy my own car. And it was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like oh. and that's like, that's the rhythm of life. And like Liz um, Hayes calls it the dance of the known and the unknown. And I think it's really scary for us to go into the unknown, but then it becomes the known. And then you dance against in the unknown. And then you, that becomes your known. And then you dance again. And it's kind of like a lot of people, I think in generational things, um, you see a lot of that, that like, they don't give their permission to move forward. Like mm-hmm. uh, race, people who go to college, things like that. Like you know, the first person who goes to college in your family, it's like, oh, you're fancy. Oh, you're the, you know, oh, you think you're better than us. The first person to make a million dollars in your family. It's like, oh, you think you're better than us. And it's like, you have the permission to move forward. Like you don't have to stay with those people or like, oh, you left your hometown. Like, oh, you think you're so fancy, you know, things like that. Like people say that all the time. It's like, and it's, Okay. So I'm going to, it's all of this. I want to give people more ideas of what permission can look like. Yeah. Um, so I want you to think of some things I'm thinking of. Okay. So I have done so many fitness programs because I use this online um, library. So there's like 1800 plus workouts, right? So I start this workout and it is, I think it's a night. No, it's a hundred days. So it's called morning meltdown 100. So I start doing it a hundred days is kind of a long time to commit to a fitness program. One, it gets boring 
like kind of the same thing over and over, right? Um, also, it gets hard when you're working out at home and alone often. I need to switch things up. I need to, one day I want bar, one day I want to do whatever. So I do this program and get 30 days in and I'm dying. My back is hurting. It's not doing well for my fused back. So I'm thinking I can't continue. But yeah, here I have publicly said, I am doing this program and it's a hundred days. I can't make it. And so that was a big thing for me to, to just say, you know, I'm giving myself permission to one, end this program doesn't mean I can't ever do a workout from this program. I'm just not going to do the 100 days in a, in a row. Um, and so I said, I'm just cha- I'm changing my mind. And the permission to change my mind has been so big, just in fitness and nutrition, to be yeah. able to, to say, I, w- I didn't work out before this podcast, but guess what? I can record, I can go and work out right after this and then do my call right after that. Like I give myself that permission to just make it happen at some point, or maybe I'm going to do 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. Little things like that have radically changed the way that I show up for myself with intentional movement. Yeah. Like you have the permission to like, I sent out an email to my, like last week, I was like, I quit hair school, $10,000. I went to Paul Mitchell, of course, because I'm like, I was going to go the nicest one. I quit quit things that I was like, because time, you don't get time back. And I don't Mm -hmm. like, I probably would have benefited from finishing those. Like I, I'm not discouraging people from like finishing things, but it was like, I think it's okay to be honest with yourself and say, this doesn't align anymore. I have permission to like, I'm being guided elsewhere. I have permission to move. You know, I think a lot of people like the same program. The Tony Horton um, uh, P90X, P90X, the 31, the 31, after I had my first baby, same thing. I was like, I have permission. I'm giving myself 30 minutes every day. It's only 30 minutes. And it was huge. And I remember people being like, how are you finding time to work out? And I'm like, I gave myself permission 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? You know, yes. it's like, you have permission to quit things. You have permission to start things you also have permission to like figure things out. There's been a lot yeah. of times where I've been like, throw it on a credit card and I'll figure it out on the way down. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not saying like I went into like a, a luxury store and was like, I deserve this. It's always been learning like a mm-hmm. course or things like that. And I don't think you ever regret those. Even if yeah. you don't use them, not saying you should like, if you feel called to sign up for my go, you know, but like, everything everything you should permission to do what you want to do rather than whatever whatever that looks like permission to give your body rest permission to not work like that like I think you get inside your head like and I think a lot of times we get inside our own head that like if you came on Instagram and said you're not letting any of us down like I think you feel that way like I'm quitting this program. I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to do that. Everyone's like, Oh, good for you. Like, yeah. Actually <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> They're like, what were you doing? We don't even know. Um, yeah, like, no one cares. Like, I forgot what she was doing. Like, I think a lot of us get inside our own head that people are sitting around talking about us all day. And actually they're not. <laughs> not. Everyone's up in here going, I need to give myself permission. Okay. The permission to rest is also a big one for me. I used to, especially as a newer mom, like 
you know, they take a nap and you're supposed to take a nap, but it's like, but I need to do the laundry and I need to do the dishes and I need to clean the bathrooms and, or I need to work. I need to, I was an interior designer then. And so um, I learned that I wasn't great at taking naps, but I was really good at just laying down and resting. And so I still do that. My kids, um, the end of, you know, they've come home from school and they want to watch TV. And so I just lay in between them on our giant couch and I just rest. And sometimes I might fall asleep for a minute, but just closing my eyes and giving myself that permission to just do nothing. I'm just going to sit here, which sounds maybe dumb to a lot of people, but as a overfunctioner, that is a big deal for me to give myself that permission. Same. It's like the permission, but I think we grew up like it's ingrained in us of like yes if you're not doing something you're worthless and it's like yeah I can be I'm a human being not doing the slow down to speed up process of like I think come things come to you ideas come to you when you're resting yes in the quiet right when you're like oh my gosh that's such a good idea I should tell I always get ideas for other people I'm like sounds weird but I was just thinking (laughs) I love it (laughs) they're like okay thanks for the you know but I think it's good for you to like sit for a minute and that's hard Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm reading the book the secret millionaire mind and that's kind of he's like we all have a blueprint of how like people win the lottery and they spend it all and it's kind of like the blueprint of like your worthiness of money or things like that but he brought up a point he's like my wife always asked her mom for money and she would say, I don't have money. And then she'd ask her dad for money and he would give her money for whatever she wanted. And so she's like, she grew up with the blueprint of women don't have money, men have money. So she's like, when we got married, her whole idea of money was that I gave her all the money. But he's like, she was always taught that whatever money amount she was given, she could spend all of it. So he's like, we had to like do all this and like reprogram her blueprint of like, you can also make money and you can also have money and you can also save money, <laughs> you, can, yes. you know? And it was just interesting. Cause he's like, our, we have these blueprints, but I think we have blueprints in everything like money, oh, yeah. permission, good and bad, um, things like that. And it's like, who's to say who, who we're hanging out with, right? Yeah. Like you're friends with these people because I'm friends with these people. <laughs> But I actually have given my myself permission to say I don't want to hang out with your people. Yeah, it's not the right fit for me. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even like nothing's wrong with them. You're just like the vibes off. I'm sorry. Like I don't it know. is. It's an energy thing. Yeah, like I I don't know, and I think that's also like permission to leave people behind. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's. Perm- I'm gonna add another. I'm just gonna think about things. Um, permission to not know. I know a lot of um, the people in my life right now are just in the, the in-between and it's so uncomfortable of like, I don't actually know, am I going to stay married? Am I going to choose them every day? Am I going to stay in a religion? Am I going to be my own kind of church member? Like it's so, it's so uncomfortable and we want to find a solution to our issue. Like, just tell me what to do. Someone tell me what the answer is, right? And when I gave myself permission in all of those things, permission to think about what divorce could look like for me while I was in a marriage, like that's really scary and it feels wrong. But if you are 
if it's still there and feeling your brain and occupying space, giving yourself permission to think about it and to actually consider what it looks like frees your mind from that energy. Yeah. What maybe you come to the conclusion it's not for me. Okay, I can let go of all that energy that's been just eating me. Or maybe you find the clarity in that quiet and intentional time. And go. Because maybe it comes and it's like, I think um, like Susie Moore's book, Let It Be Easy. She's like, let it come and stay. Think about it. But it doesn't have to like build a home inside your brain. Yes. You know, but I think we spend so much energy fighting like, and I think a lot of that in like the LDS church culture is like, nope, don't think about it. It's like, let it come. It can come. Yeah. think about it, but it doesn't have to like build a house inside your brain. I think it's just like, oh, that's a, that was a thought. And then you just mm-hmm. move on. But, um, I was reading this other book. It's called like the adverse effect of your brain. And it's the same thing. Like your brain doesn't know the negative mm-hmm. the professional skiers. They don't say, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree. They're just working on the line. But if they were saying don't hit a tree, that's what they hit every single yeah. time. Cause your brain's going towards that. So it's like mm-hmm. the permission of the unknown, I think in everything. Cause I think we're always like our blueprint is to be like solution-based. Like, oh, I'll, for sure. To do Tell me where to be. Tell mm-hmm. me. And I think, especially a lot of wives are like, have been in that situation for so long. Like you tell me what to do. You tell me what to mm-hmm. be. You tell me. And so then it's like, the unknown is like a big black cloud of like cold. It's like, it's always inside you just crack it open, you know, but like, yes. and you can kind of see, like we talked about, you see when it finally cracks open. Cause it's like, wow. wow. <laughs> Why didn't this happen? Okay. So funny enough, I, I love to hike and I gave up that for a few, a lot of years in my marriage because the people in my household don't love it. And so I just let it go and then realized I miss it so much. And I was starting to feel that resentment mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for other people to come with me instead of just permission to go alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the last, I mean, I was married probably the last four years of my marriage. It was pushing myself to do things alone, pushing myself to go to events and things alone because I needed, um, I needed that freedom and the permission to be me outside of a marriage, outside of being a mom. And if they didn't want to do it with me, I was still allowed to go and be me. And I'm so glad that I did that. I found so much more of it now because I have more time. Um, I don't have my kids 50% of the time. And so I have time to explore and, and those things, but I would just encourage if you feel any of that, what I felt of just, I've kind of lost myself. I, you know, maybe you had a career or, or hobbies that you've let go. Um, You have permission. I always had that permission and I had a partner who would have supported me long ago. I just wasn't even asking or giving it to myself. I was waiting. Or like, because they don't want to do it. You automatically think the answer is no. Yeah. Instead of saying, Hey, I would love to go hiking on Saturday. You guys can come yeah, or you guys can do your own thing. Yeah. And go anyway. I didn't give myself that permission until far too long. Yeah. 
Like my husband loves mountain biking. I hate riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I will hike all day long, but it's the fear of like when I want to stop, I can't stop. Like you're yeah. you're committed to the bike. You are committed. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like that's kind of his thing he does by himself. It's kind of like his release. We can mm-hmm. go like when we were on a trip this weekend, like we kind of hung out and he went and played golf and then did like a mountain bike ride, you know, kind of things. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong in that. There's nothing wrong in giving yourself permission to do things for you. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's like, I think sometimes we don't even ask because we just assume the answers. No. And oh my but gosh, go read the okay <laughs> if it's no, like. Can we all agree to go read the four agreements and let's stop assuming. Yeah. Stop assuming ourselves or anyone else's answers or questions. And we just, one, ask the questions. Ask clarifying questions if you have assumptions or. My favorite yeah. that book is the movie when he's like, if you stepped into someone else's movie, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be like, no, 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 that's not. That's not how, but it's like, that's their perception of you. You're like, that's not who I am. But like, you don't get to decide that. So it's like, kind of stay in your own movie. You know, like we all have different perceptions of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think also like permission of empathy without getting caught in their story. Mm. You know, like, that must be really hard for you, but not because I absorb things. Like, that's why I have to like, take a minute. Cause I'm like your third cousin's second grandma has cancer. And I'm like, who I'm in the, you know, I'm in the trenches with you. <laughs> it's like, Oh man, I'm feeling that. And it's like, man, that must be really hard for you. But like, um, to like feel that with them, but not absorb it. And I think anything like that, even, and I think, you get better at it, but even when people are mad at you or don't like your decision, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like that's probably really hard for you. And I can see why that would be hard for you, but not like, oh, I better change to make them happy because Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It doesn't. Okay. Miss Britt, where can they find you? And if they are interested in your online course, becoming their own Amazon boss, um, they can just, they find you? Uh, just DM me on Instagram. Cause it's just easier to have, like, I know a lot of people have s- so many questions of like, wherever they're coming from, it's kind of easy to just ease them. So you can find me at Brit Olivia, B-R-I-T-O-L-I-V-I-A. Okay. You can DM me any questions you might have about anything really. <laughs> oh, always fun to chat, but like questions of what it would look like for you and if you'd be a, you know a good fit and if you're ready and things like that mostly when you're dming me you're probably ready and you're just nervous to take the yeah and for so, sure um by that time you're kind of like you just need some soothing and nurturing of like it's not even about my course it's like are you you need me to help you give permission to yourself that you're mm-hmm. worth it yeah. And we how I mean, we all need that in like everything. So, yeah. and so it's just like, it is expensive, but we meet every week so I can like really help. So it's really time consuming, but it, it kind of makes you like pony up, you know, like you're spending yeah. the money plus the time. And so it's like, 
We need the accountability. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't feel right to be like, here's a course. See you later. Like, I really want you to make sure of it. And I think you need, especially if you're coming out of anything, like you've been betrayed by anyone or mm. a relationship or things like that. It's like, you don't need one more thing that it's like, here, figure this out. Like, I want you to be financially successful and I will hold your hand until you can fly by yourself. Cause Love I, it. I think that's the last thing you need is like, here you go. Figure it out yourself. You're like, I'm trying to figure out everything else by myself. Did you just, you know what I mean? Oh, there are times in life where you're like, I can't do this. Like, I need you to hold my hand. And mm -hmm. I don't like, so it, I will make you as successful as you want to be. That's what I tell everyone. Like, if and is it just for women or is it open to any no, men? Like men, mostly it is women. Cause it's just, um, but there are a few guys or like, husband and wife pairs or okay. just like the husband's doing it but the wife's kind of in but like so I have a few of those too so it's not just totally women but um for the most part is there's about two two guys in there that are doing it so okay well I will just say there's nothing better than finding someone who's two steps ahead which is Brit in this situation and saying hey teach me yeah so don't go on it on your own get miss Brit. <laughs> all right <laughs> permission granted there you go there you go yes thank you so much thank you thanks for being here with me today whether i was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car if you found a nugget in this episode please take 30 seconds you can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on itunes or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.